What is up? Welcome to the Ted Jones World Podcast. I'm your host, Ted Jones, alongside Peter Moran. 121, Peter. Ooh. A nice you palindrome of a number. Uh, what does that mean? That I've means the same thing front and backwards. 121, 121. Same thing frontwards, oh, backwards. I race you were like, car. It was, uh, it was like, what What are those numbers called? Prime numbers? Is uh, 21 yeah, a yeah. prime number? <laughs> uh, 121, is it a prime number? No. Uh, 11 squared is 121. Oh. Yeah, baby. Oh, okay. Number, yes. So numbers times each other means it's a prime number. Uh, no. A prime number is any number that that cannot be multiplied, that whole numbers multiplied into it. I'm describing this poorly. It can't be divided by another whole number aside from one. So like 19 okay. is a prime number, right? You can't divide 19 by three or five or two or anything. You know, one. last episode, or do you remember we were talking about last episode? We were like, what is this podcast fully yeah. about? God, it's about it's math. It's about financial math. Yeah, it's about Prime numbers and palindrome numbers, which aren't even a thing. Absolutely, and uh, many and many a other top and many another topic. Yeah, many a It's other. just me mansplaining seventh grade algebra, right? <laughs> seventh and eighth grade yeah. algebra one, yeah, algebra two. Yeah, yeah, that was seventh and eighth grade for you. <laughs> Embarrassing, dude. Dude, no, I know. I had <laughs> you to, should be ashamed. I had to take algebra two twice. I mean. I, I wasn't like ready for pre-calculus, man. I took grade pre-calc, grade, whatever for, it was. For I took pre-calc junior year of high school, and I dropped it to take the the grade down. So I never, t- I never took pre-calc or calc. Yeah. I just ended up taking algebra one, two, and then in college I took statistics, but I cheated yeah. the whole time. I got oh. an A. It was fresh. My boys are like, "How did you get an A?" <laughs> well, I'm smart. I am smart. My my stats class because I was playing baseball. I showed up in uh like a button down and a tie for my presentation and then i wore like baseball pants and high socks what beneath did, that what did you present <laughs> i did my stats project and i baseball was talking about stats? yeah i just went full oh, like sorry. like i listed like our like teams like, like all the pitchers and their stats on there and i was trying to show like the effect of velocity on strikeouts nice per nine innings what, it what was did, just so i could flex and be like yeah i'm striking out more than anyone on the, what did you what <laughs> did you right get now. on that project i got an a fresh a of course yeah what, what do you think dog? a for a for wearing Apple. yes wearing baseball, <laughs> baseball pants, pants and pants talking and about yourself socks. i love wearing good high socks i think i always wear high socks yeah i've, I've noticed that in, about you i don't love it I've, I've seen you in high socks before though yeah and now you maybe the, if i'm Maybe if I'm working out or if I'm cold, you um, wear high socks. I'll wear like a thicker high sock. But hey, it's April, baby. It's springtime. Forget the high socks. You know, unless I try to like fully lace them up. If we're gonna go have have ourselves a catch in Central Park once that's true. Oh my god, how long have we how long have we been talking about that catch in Central Park? Four months now. Cannot wait, man. Literally since day one, I was like, oh, you play baseball, dude. We got we should catch in Central Park. Yeah. What about as a tennis guy? Yeah. What are your thoughts on squash? Like, could you see us slapping the ball around? I don't know. I've played squash maybe two times. And yeah. the last time I played, it was probably like yeah. eight or nine years ago. Okay, and good. It's, it's very different. So I've heard. Just because okay, like you slap it with your wrist. Right. And it, like tennis, that's like the opposite of what you want to do, you know? Oh, so you need to like unlearn all your good habits to uh, be apparently, good. <laughs> good. I think that's what I've heard regarding yeah. squash and you can still play tennis like casually as an adult you know so so totally. i understand why you don't want to mess with that in squash. yeah and also that i don't want to play squash. i don't want to wear those goggles uh, i was going to invite you to, to a squash, squash event yeah we could just well, be like squash boys club, yeah that's right. what i'm saying we could be squash, we could be squash, squash boys with short shorts and like sweaters that like we I'm don't actually put on we just tie good, over our neck <laughs> we could get in with the boys someone has a yacht a good pair of short shorts yeah we'll yeah. play squash on the yacht someone like you know we meet 
people that are that have real money and we we tap into that well people who have real money play tennis too bro do they i'm i'm sure (laughs) yes peter can we please get back to the first topic we talked about how did you sleep man Um, a very important part of everyone's day i slept uh very well i went to bed at 1 15 in the a.m sure which for me is early on a weekday so to do that on a friday night was like almost a flex right i was like i've got i've got chilling I do whatever I want whenever I want. I'll That's go true. to bed at one fifteen on a Friday you, night. Just making ten k on an online poker tournament. Yeah, going to sleep at one fifteen a.m. I make my own terrific, hours, baby. Bro. Everybody follow along with Peter and yes. his life. I'm Peter Moran on every social media outlet you can imagine. So Peter, the, re- the reason I I asked you about how you slept is because I had a, a slight concern as Peter just takes a large gulp of coffee over Wait, there. I have so a I ha- what. Go ahead. You brought it up so you could talk about yourself. That is outrageously yeah, rude. Yeah, bro. Well, I've... All right, Peter. So I have scratches on my arm, and I wanted to know why people are able to scratch in the middle of the night and not smell in the middle of the night. Did you ever know this, that people, they're like, no... Scratch, is scratch and not sniff. Yeah, <laughs> literally. <laughs> That's what it is. It's just not even a scratch and sniff. It's just, just a full a scr- scratch. It's a scratch and, and like empty sniff. How weird is that though? Like if your house is on fire, you can't smell it when you're sleeping. Is that oh, really the deal here? I bet the heat would wake you up and you would smell it. I, I right, didn't know that. I didn't know that. that you can't I guess smell? it makes, it, it, you really can't smell or you just like can't register. Cause like theoretically, right? If I'm asleep, I can hear a loud bang and it'll wake me up. But a yeah. quiet bang, like, do I hear that technically? Because clearly my ears work because I can be woken up by noise. Yeah, your your ears work when you're sleeping. It's, right. But you're, that, I think that's why fire alarms are so necessary. Right. But Because but, by know, the time you start smelling it, you it's already too late. You already have felt it by then. I think that's why a lot of people fall, not a lot of people, but people have fallen asleep like with a cigarette in their mouth and then light the whole house on fire, you know? By the time they wake up, you're right. It's too hot, and yeah. then it's too late. Do you think this is this is difficult? But okay, say I'm asleep, my mouth is wide open. You manage to like drop a little bit of apple juice in there without me feeling it. It's so little, I can't feel it. Do you think I could taste it in my sleep? Do you think the taste could wake me up? That's a good question. I yeah. think so. Yeah, I think so. Just because it's going into your lungs, and you can. Oh, but that would be more know? the feel of it, like. Dr- like traversing down your. I don't know. This is an interesting, yeah. interesting question. But it's hard to find. Is, if I yeah. slept with my tongue hanging and we would out, also you brushed a popsicle never be able against to it. find out. Yeah, like a nice grape flavored pop. Ooh, that grape. you might hit that. Yeah, you might right. feel that. Uh, anyway, yeah, I didn't know we can smell, but that, that that's interesting. Uh, I don't, I don't keep any like nice smelling items by by my bed, but I yeah, used, I used to wake up. You ever heard of boom boom sticks? <laughs> What a horrible name yeah, now that wait. I say it out loud. <laughs> what boom, do you just you light them and then they just smell the rest of the night or no, what? No, they're like they're like like smelling salts if you're soft. You know, they're like watered down smelling salt smelling salts light. Mm-hmm. You know, you crack one open, you sniff it, and then you're like, let's get this day going, baby. Wow. Nice. Like Why don't cocaine. you still use them then? Uh I, re- I finished my like ba- I think you actually re-ups? jam it up your your nose. It's like pretty what? aggressive. It's like pepper and and, and Mint. Like a COVID shot? I mean, COVID <laughs> test? It's not as aggressive, but yeah, you, you basically like snort 
this non it's not like a drug yeah but you like get it it around your nostrils it just wakes you up it gets you going i i think i used them when i was still going into the office but i was pulling some late nights uh like on the comedy side i think uh anyway you know something to think about if you really want to get your day going right is is just wake up with a jolt boom boom sticks boom boom sticks Go go fetch yourself some, and you know FDA uh, approval pending. But seriously, isn't it crazy Maybe. that you, that you can't sleep, that you can't yeah. smell in your sleep? So tell I didn't me, fully figure that. Tell out me so who's recently. been sneaking into your bedroom, scratching you, um, dude. I don't know. I think it could have initially been a bug bite maybe Ooh. but like i wake up on my neck or i wake up with like red scratches sometimes you think you're just like fidgety itching and i don't know or, or do you like think you're maybe doing I'll it take one big scratch you, you know? think you're doing it while like half awake like you're you're awake but At you don't really also, realize it and then you fall back asleep and you don't have memory of it because it was like a half awake that could, event, be, you know? that could be the case also so maybe you're not able to scratch in your sleep but i don't know do you ever we got we got an ice too <laughs> on the drinking mic. a jolly rancher <laughs> that's how Lil Wayne drank his codeine with Jolly Ranchers. Jolly Ranchers, yeah, baby. Peter though, with drinking Ranch. a coffee, not codeine. Shout out, Louise. Coffee with codeine. Um, do you ever do anything like you wake up in the middle of the night and send a text, or you wake up in the morning and you're not really there yet and you send a text, yeah. or you do a thing that yes. like is illogical, like like almost like a drunk text or something because your brain is not on. Uh-huh. You do that? Maybe not fully. My brain is not on, but my brain is not fully on. And I'll send like an out of context text reply. Oh. You know, like something like, oh, like, yeah. And then the person will just be like, what? Yeah. Why'd you send that at 3.30? Like, I'm not up at 3.30. I'm just simply peeing. And yeah. I saw that I had a little notification. So I responded. Whatever that may be. That's Your, like what I'll do. The speed at which you wake up sounds so much like... So much swifter than mine or probably average, probably because you have good habits and you wake up very early and you go to the gym and whatnot. Uh But if you woke me up at three o'clock to go to the bathroom, like I'm barely even opening my eye while I do it, let alone look at my phone, light, let alone respond to a text. It would have to be like, like if someone told me like, like I need you right now. And I saw this 15 minutes ago, I'd probably be like, ah, well they are either killed themselves or they didn't. I'm going back to sleep. Do you think that your sleeping habits right now are indicative of you having a little bit of extra time in the morning? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I've definitely built uh, bad sleep habits Uh in lazy mornings over the last year, but I've never, even when I've forced myself to be one, I'm not like naturally a morning person. What what do you mean force yourself to be one when you had like Like even when I woke up early like that? Yeah. Woke up early, went to the gym, woke up early, get, get to work early. I still like, like hated it. I I was still miserable, but I can do it. You know what I mean? Oh, Uh, interesting. Anyway, still not waking up with mystery scratches. Right. Yeah, I don't know. Well, you definitely can't smell. Scratch, I feel like you can do. Yeah. Uh, and, and then, like, breathing, obviously, if you breathe <laughs> something in. I thought you were going to be know. like, oh, you can breathe in your yes, sleep. You yeah. Can, <laughs> you can yeah, crazy how you don't die you every single night. You can typically breathe in your sleep, which is, uh, which is definitely a plus. Uh, let's, let's talk about um, some messages what? that I, I learned you sent several years ago. Oh my gosh! Yeah, you want to get into that? I do want. That get was into almost it. that was almost something private that I sent you. But I, <laughs> no I guess such thing, I baby. guess I guess we can we can talk about this no on the podcast. Thing. So uh, I guess just to review this message, I went to I went on birthright to Israel mm-hmm. in June of 2016. Are you familiar with birthright? Yeah. So basically, but if you are, level. yeah. So if you are and realistically, like somewhat Jewish, half Jewish, a quarter Jewish, like. Uh, there's been the there's been like um, a ton of I don't want to say charities, but th- basically like you could go to Israel for free. Yeah. So you get flown over there, you go on like the full tour, 
10 days, all expenses paid besides like one lunch a day. Who's pay paying for, for it? it? Is Israel paying for it? It's, there's a bunch of groups and they have like angel investors, like guys oh, who are God. billionaires will just donate a few million dollars a year. And then it ends yeah. up being like, I don't even know, man. A ton so of the people, Jewish like community really, people really like rides for each other. Yeah, man. It's nice. It yeah. really is nice. Myself yeah. being Jewish, I do feel like there is a sense of community in that. I was able to go to Israel for free. You yeah. know, I, maybe I spent like $200 when I was there between getting like ah. a couple t-shirts and whatever and lunch, <laughs> yeah, falafels. Money. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Falafels. That's, that's... yeah, dude. Israel like has great falafels. See, I'm, I'm, my ancestors are Lebanese. Like I'm only a quarter. Eastern. Oh, really? But falafel is supposed to be a Lebanese. And I have like no I, connection you know to what? my we're Lebanese not gonna, roots. Yeah, we're not going to... We should go to war. Do, like, <laughs> we're not going to do a state value, man. But <laughs> it's great that you're Lebanese. And yeah, sure. You guys have falafels too. I'm sure they're good. <laughs> All right, you I don't even know to, what they taste like. Do you want to get to this email that yeah. I sent? All right. Um, so um, anyway, continuing on this story. So when I was there, we were hang- basically it was a group of like 40 kids or 40 people from the ages of 22 to 28. Okay. I was just this is 2016. So I was like 23 around ish sure. at the time. And uh, they set you up with like soldiers or people who like were in the IDF. So when you turn 18, uh, yeah. when you're in Israel, you have to join the army for uh, I believe it's two years. Yeah. So uh, th- we had a like three or four people who were in the army that joined our trip on like day three. Guys who were like 19, 20 years old. And then we had, I think it was, yeah, we had like two girls who were in the army who were the same age, th- around that age. Uh-huh. Uh, we met them and these people are extraordinary, man. Seriously, like the fact that you have to like join the army yeah. like as soon as you turn 18, like no questions asked. Is yeah. is quite quite intimidating to me. That's you know, I really looked up to these soldiers, mm-hmm. these people when I went over there, just because it was so amazing and the stories they had from like being in the field and like literally, dude, sitting next to people on a bus mm-hmm. and their bus potentially. Or this was an actual story: their bus getting bombed, and one of the soldiers was sitting next to like one of his best friends, and he and he died. Ooh. So it's it's just like it's a different world in some places, man. Oh, and yeah. we we have it easy over here in the United States. Only, you know, we we take on student debt when we're 18 years old. I mean, that's definitely not easy. Yeah. <laughs> but like that's our mindset. when we Or turn we 18, serve in the military. Or we serve in the military, but we don't have to. Right. You know, like right. this is a, but like that's something that you have debt. to do. OK, so um, this is one of the this is a super emotional time for me when I was there for 10 days learned so much and it's like nonstop. Like you wake up at 6.30 a.m. and you're on like moving, going to Mount, like Masada. You're seeing all these, like I don't want to say tourist attractions, but all these attractions and you're going from 6.30 a.m. to no joke, like 10.30 p.m. like co- constantly, 10 days in a row. Basically, they want you to go yeah, to Israel no, so no you learn time, a lot no about like history. No, no alone time. We're staying in a hospital, hostel, excuse me, hostels and the... Alone time that we have is, I mean, you're with another guy or, yeah, I mean, yeah. you're with another guy in a hostel. So there's yeah. no real alone time. So Bonding, baby. I, I believe I fell in love with, like, this girl over 10 days. This is not even a girl who was in the Army. This girl oh, I yeah. fell in love with it Imagine falling in love days. with someone who is not even in the Army. Wait, can I? <laughs> and I was, like, really emotional, man. Like, I cried 11 times in my 10 days. I went there with one of my buddies, Which, Andy, who lives in L.A., and he loves talking about how I cried at least 11 times in the no 10 days. No days off Seriously, and one man. double? Like, or... we, yes, yes. Uh, like, we went to the cemetery. I was crying. Like, mm-hmm. we would go to... Um, the Holocaust Memorial Museum, obviously crying, just like a number of times to get emotional. And 
you know, we were basically working when we were there, just hiking in the sun, um, helping yeah. out people, whatever, whatever it was. It just felt like an emotionally draining mm-hmm. experience to the point where I got emotional. In the podcast notes, I'm going to label it, Ted goes hiking in the sun, cries 11 times. Okay, so you, you're doing the <laughs> notes mean, for this yeah. one? All right, no, <laughs> noted. Okay, so um, I fell in love with this girl. Kind, you know what I thought was in love. You know, you really didn't get much time alone with a, a particular person, but okay, so I fell in love with this girl, yada, yada. We went to the hotel, and I sneakily got us like a hotel room, whatever. It was, oh. beautiful. It was beautiful. So this other girl, this is a girl who was in I can't believe Army. you're just brushing over that. What? Go on. No, well, that was, you know, and it did last, that first love. It lasted for like a month after. And, you know, I had really thought that I, I fell in love with this girl just because I think I was just so emotionally vulnerable, Peter. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah that, that makes sense. I was just like seeing the, the cemeteries. This girl's Jewish too. I felt the connection. We were going to see the Holocaust Memorial. We were going yeah. on insanely long hikes. Like she was so cool. We were flirting together and like we were talking with each other freaking 17 hours a day you know what i mean Dude, grief is an aphrodisiac yeah. that's what will farrell said in wedding crashers so <laughs> so uh there was this one girl uh this is a you know j- to jump to another story there was this <laughs> yeah, one girl I, the love was real but there's who this other was girl. who was uh a soldier she was t- like 20 years old at the time she was a soldier in the idf so we at the end of the trip we would go around we went around in a circle and you'd say something nice about the person who was sitting next to you. I love that. Guy. So I just happened to be sitting next to this girl. Uh-huh. And like initially, like as soon as I laid eyes on her, I told my buddy Andy, I was like, oh my God, like that girl is beautiful. And like, I love Israeli girls. I love their vibe. And I love the way that they look. So this particular girl, um, <laughs> I just, uh, I kind of like had a crush on, you know, like obviously like I was in love with the other girl who was from America, from LA. So like, you know, I, we were flirting, whatever. And we had a, a special connection. But I think that this connection that I had with this soldier was just deeper. So after uh, I got home, though, this was like, sorry, I, I guess I'll talk about the circle time. She was saying about how I was super sensitive and people on the trip didn't even know that like, I wasn't just like a huge D bag, like, but I actually have like a soft side and I wasn't yeah. like as cold and like funny and like a, whatever a ladies man as people had thought that I was, you know? <laughs> so, yeah. So she said in the circle, she was like, you're so sensitive and so funny. And like, I've really had um, a great time getting to know you. Uh-huh. So this trip wrapped up. I was crying on the bus home back to the airport. And Number then 11. I finally, yeah, I finally descent, decided to send her a DM, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, a Facebook DM. So would you like me to read this? Y- yes. Okay. Yes. Read it in the voice that you meant it to be read in. Okay. All right. Here we go, guys. And then I'm going to read her response. Okay. In her voice. Nama. You said it best. I am a sensitive teddy bear. I have never met a woman who who is as brave and as strong as you in my entire life. Mm. You have truly made me think about everything in my life and how I can do it better. Even at the young age of 20, you have accomplished so much. Are you... Is this stirring up sad emotions? (laughs) Yeah, dude. A little bit. I I know I know if I told you this in person, I would have gotten too emotional to share this with you on Facebook. I can't wait until you come to New York and I will <laughs> dude, this is crazy. I cannot believe I'm crying about this. This is five years ago. <sighs> sorry, sorry, man. Yeah. I I can't wait until you come to New York and I will show you how us Americans 
live life in the United States. Until then, shalom. Jesus, dude, a deep message from me to like yeah. a person that like I wasn't, I wasn't like I had no involvement with. Like I, I met this girl, and I knew her for not even ten days, man. Like they came into to the group like two days in, yeah. And just seeing someone who was like just had such a different upbringing than me, it just like made me emotional. Anyway, yeah, <laughs> dude, uh, go ahead. You you want to read the response? Go yeah. ahead, bro. Wow, Teddy, I'm speechless. The things you said are so not obvious. Thank you for that. It makes me realize better all the things I did and the things I will do in the future. I think no one has ever said that to me because here things like that are being taken for granted. So once again, thank you. I'm glad I had the chance to meet you, the funny and serious you. Can't wait, too, to come to New York. See you soon. Wasn't that a nice exchange, man? I hate to make this corny, yeah, but it is who I am. I can, I can, I'm, I'm sorry, I just cried, man. No, so just her name is Nama, and you missed the opportunity for to be like Nama stay. I should have. You, left God, there. you know what I mean? I should have said that. <laughs> you should have said that. Yeah, I know, but I wasn't thinking about it, man. Yeah. I was just thinking about my feelings. You know, I wasn't trying to be clever in yeah. in that in that message. There, she likes the theory, serious, yeah. She but, said it, but I think like. The going around in a circle, man, mm-hmm. and saying what you like about the person who's yeah. next to you is such an incredible thing that, like, I really, I couldn't even believe it. You know, like, I couldn't, yeah. th- I couldn't see, like, outside of my own perspective. You know, obviously, you have a perspective of me that I have no idea what it is. Yeah. You know, yeah. like, you could think I'm a dick and you're like, okay, I only want to get to episode 200. And then once <laughs> this gets big, I'm fucking leaving this guy. Yeah. I have no idea. And the thing Trust is, nobody. yeah, when you think about other people your perception of them is only your perception of them. You know, like my perception of you, there are every single person who has met you has a different perception of you. While I could be like, oh yeah, Peter's funny. And then someone else would be like, oh yeah, he is funny. Yeah. What else is there? How much deeper can you, how much deeper (laughs) can you pick into that? Yeah. And understand that. And that's like, when I was on this Israel trip, like I was getting so emotional thinking about all these different things that I was seeing and everything going on that like you didn't, you never fully, you never fully think like, okay, what is, what is this person next to me thinking about? What is this person next to me thinking about me and what I have to say Mm -hmm. or or whatever it is? You know, if you put yourself in other people's shoes, sometimes I think it's a lot easier to react um, as yourself. Do you know what I mean? Like if you see a homeless person on the street and they ask you for money, what do people typically do? They walk by and they don't say shit. They don't even look at them, you know, but like, if a person, or I've been doing this, I guess, recently within the last four to six months, if a homeless person or somebody on the, on the street asks me for money and I don't uh-huh. have it, I'll say, I'm so sorry I don't have it. And I'll look them dead in the eyes. Uh-huh. Like, I used to think that, like, if I said that to someone, like, they'd spit on me. Yeah. Or they'd be like, fuck you. Like, yeah. no joke. If you walk by somebody and, you, and they ask you for money and you don't have any and you respond to them and make them believe, like, they're another human being, which they absolutely are, like... I think that I think that that's ju- just as good as giving them a dollar. Yeah. They're giving them five dollars, giving them some sort of like human connection. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I feel that. I feel that. Uh, I would. I yeah yeah. I, I get what you're saying. I, th- I I think it's worth half as much as the money. I think. I, yeah, yeah, I, maybe, I, if I'm, I'm maybe. Well, maybe I think it's worth fifty cents. It also depends, like how um, that person's feeling today. Like mm-hmm. I went to McDonald's to get my two dollar iced coffee, which is the only thing I'll get at McDonald's, which <sighs> you know, bro. And as I was walking in, I asked the guy who was holding the door for me, 
Uh, it was like, you want an egg McMuffin? He was like, yeah. can I get the pancakes? I was like, all right, mm. sure. You got Ooh. pancakes. McDonald's then, pancakes, then great he, choice. But he, fo- he was like, I think it comes with a hash brown. So he followed me inside. We were waiting online together. I talked to him for a little bit. Name was Jeff. And uh, we get to the cashier. I was like, okay, just like, uh, we'll, we'll take uh, pancakes and hash browns. And he was like, can I get a small coffee too? I was like, yeah. no, dude. We're just <laughs> just going to stick to the pancakes and the hash browns because I was like 750 yeah. or whatever. But like, yeah. I felt better about myself, you uh-huh. know, like, at the same time, it would take me it would take me like four trips to spend ten dollars mm-hmm. at McDonald's, but this one time it was okay. It was okay. I feel yeah. like it would come back to me. The sky would be full for the rest of the day, hopefully with the pancakes and the hash brown, yeah. maybe not, at least until lunch. It's something and just like doing things for other people and making other people feel good, it really has to it has to make you feel good yourself. You know, if you haven't done something nice for somebody in a long time, Pick up that phone. Text your friend from two years ago being like, I hope you're well. I miss you. I yeah. saw you on this X. You look great. I heard this about you. It's great. You know what I mean? Like them, that really helps people and their self-confidence, Peter. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. Rate, comment, subscribe. Yeah. Venmo me. Uh, follow me on Instagram, <laughs> Twitter. What's your Make Venmo? Me feel Peter dash Moran dash one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Venmo me. Hey, if don't, you, don't if, Venmo the wrong Peter Moran. God. Yeah. If you Venmo me and say this is an investment. I will gamble that money, and if I win, I'll give you half the money too. So did you, know, you just hear that? Yeah. If you, you guys want to make free money, you want to gamble with Peter, Peter a dollar. Hit me up. How much, by the way, Mister Pro Poker Player? Yeah. Almost pro. We talked last time about yeah, how yeah. you made ten freaking thousand dollars online yes, two days, two or three days ago. How much could you potentially turn a one dollar investment in the poker game into online? One dollar. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, you have to do a one dollar entry tournament, right? Something like that. Uh, no, you can start at, at a higher, higher level, but I'm saying percentage wise, oh, how much you could, if your first tournament was $1, you're saying what's the like first place for a $1 tournament? Yeah. Yeah. If you, if the entry fee is $1, like if somebody actually Venmo's you a dollar here and it's yeah. like invest this into the poker game, yeah. give me half the winnings. Yeah. Um, Which is very generous of you. I would just, good offer. yeah. I mean, I would just give you, I would give you an equity according to your $1. So if I played a $100 tournament, I'd give you 1% of my winnings if you sent me a dollar. You know what I mean? Could whoever is Venmoing you right now um, describe what they want in terms uh, of what they want to invest in? You know, they're like, okay, here's $1 for a $20 buy-in. Yeah. That way they can get Peter, Peter, Peter. 5%. Yeah. yeah 5%. I told you this is a finance podcast. Yes, sir. Uh, yeah. Hit, hit me up. I'll, I'll, I, I I won't do you dirty. I'll I'll invest yeah, it accordingly. You're I'll put very it in the honest fund. guy. Seriously, um, consider it consider it Peter's Poker Mutual Fund. Come, holla at your boy <laughs> Peter Dash Moran Dash One. Come get. Don't miss out on these racks. Don't you you don't want to be on the next podcast when I'm talking about winning fifteen grand. And you're like, damn, five of that could have been mine. Yeah, uh, you don't want that to happen. You don't want to miss out. You're gonna feel like Ted does about Bitcoin if you don't give me that money. You know what? I'm actually very excited to see your progression in the online poker and regular poker. Now that we're getting back to the yeah. real world, um, yeah. What's it called? Upward, yeah, upward spiral. Which, yeah, upward. <laughs> yeah, I didn't say upward trajectory, but I don't know if that's right. We're word. climbing, spiral we're hiking. Better. Like you were on on your birthright trip, yeah. hiking in the Mount sun, Masada. baby. Uh, one time, I met a. I was on a bachelor trip in New York, and I met. I went. I went to get like brunch with uh, the fellas on the trip, and our waitress was a. What do you former, mean in New York? Like like Manhattan? Like like oh. they came out and visited <laughs> me. Sure, 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 you, sure. you know, from I mean? Buffalo. 
Uh, yeah, most nice. of them. Yeah. So we, we go out for like brunch, get some drinks going and our waitress, former, former member of, uh, IDF, uh, you wow. know, um, from, from Israel, How? Uh, that's great. Used to serve anyway, get her number. We hang out uh, a few days later. Next thing you know, she's doing cocaine in my bathroom and screaming. Stop. At me. <laughs> Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. Screaming and, at you in like a fun Israeli way or like <laughs> like IDF way. No, just like I don't know. I don't. I don't. I think it was more of a cocaine way. That is great, <laughs> dude. Look at you. Who yeah. you were so bold? Yeah. I did. I did. <laughs> um. Anyway, we had a good time. I lost her number. The restaurant shut down. Oh. We'll never see each other again. Are you friends with her on Facebook or anything? No. Do you I know her name? Not her last name. So. Oh. But but my point is, um, if you if you uh, served, yeah, uh, we cherish you. That's that's, that's great. Seriously, point. anyone who has um, served in the army, we have nothing but props for, for you. And without and further ado, without would further ado, you like to get to this listener email. I would love to get to this listener email from Grace, who's twenty eight years old. It's titled "Till Death Do Us Part?" Question mark. Question mark. Question mark. Damn. Oh, whoa, three. Yeah. Hey, guys. Big fan of the podcast. You guys are so real that I feel like I actually know you. Thank you. You too. Can I pause you right there just really quick? Um, us being pretty real. Yeah. This, this is a good episode to, to point that out. Facts. Go ahead. My bad. Uh, so I've been, <laughs> I've been married to Mark for just a year now. When we got together, we combined our finances fully and have paid for everything together. We'd basically been doing this while dating, but now it's like fully inseparable. In the last year, we went from earning basically the same exact amount to me getting nearly double my salary. Wow, nice. Shout out, Grace, getting that money. Yep. We're much more comfortable now, Venmo me, but I'm struggling <laughs> with the fact that he spends a bit more than me each month. I know we're supposed to be a team, but it bothers me that I'm contributing so much more than him to our account, and now he's spent now and he's spending more. It's not significantly more and generally not frivolous, but I do feel a little ripped off. How do I talk to him about this, or do I even talk to him about it? Bef- Sincerely, new breadwinner. Before we get to this listener email, I'm just curious as to sometimes when we get like these relationship yeah. advice questions, if they're like giving us an actual name, just because there's no oh, yeah. way that like relationships, like both people don't listen to the pot. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like Grace could actually be Julia, and Mark totally. could actually be Chris. Yeah, lie about so names either, if you yeah, need to. Either way, we love it. Sometimes people say you know we'll call her whatever yeah. you know they yeah. say that but I, I i don't care give, give us a name to work with um okay so budget talk peter uh, you're you're good at putting together a spreadsheet <laughs> i think that that's a good way to you think they just get need on to this, get a budget no i seriously i think that's a good way to get on the same page as your significant other without being super awkward about it and being like oh mm-hmm. you're spending way too much money mm-hmm. you know like that can be an aggressive tactic and i think just in general maybe suggesting putting together a budget and then sticking to it. Yeah. That'll be, that'll be the best way to move forward from here. Just because like he seems a little bit more comfortable spending whatever he has spent in the past, but now he's looking at your income and he's being like, Oh, well we have this much more money so I can kind of do whatever I want, which is not right. Yeah. If he, yeah. I mean, you guys are a team in the same way you are like, you make more money and it should be split with him. You guys are also a team in that your spending should be, the lower you spend, the both the, the the more you both win. So so he needs to recognize it's a team too. I think what you're saying is great. Get on the same page about that. I mean, without knowing details, it's hard to be like opinionated about this. But if you, I mean, well, I think that's I think that's detailed enough for you to give yeah. an opinion. No, 
Yeah, no, I mean, I mean, on like what his man, unless there's a right, significant right, right. Like thing that he on. does like that only you, fans. yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, unless, unless there's a specific thing that he does that you both are like, yeah, this is great that you're doing it, that is costing the extra money. Then I think you can have an honest talk about that. I think you do need to tiptoe. I think with yeah, anyone yeah. like My, like financial control is like the hardest thing to give up totally. in a relationship. Yeah, I imagine yeah. divorce. I I feel like I don't know where I read this at, but also just like seeing it firsthand, like financial problems is probably the number one cause right. of divorce after X amount of years, you know, like it's not like you have fallen out of love after a year. Yeah. It just seems like, okay, that is going to be a massive, a massive situation for you for the next, however many years you live, 40, 50 years, you know? Totally. Yeah. I think, I think that's significant. And that that's the move is like, like having an honest conversation about yeah. it, suggesting a budget and then putting it into Excel. I think yeah. that's something that like, you both can easily compromise on and being like, okay, well, this is where we're at. Let's keep it at this so we can save this amount and put this amount into crypto or whatever <laughs> or whatever. Yeah, how be. much whatever are you going to have left over to Venmo for. Peter Moran one? <laughs> Peter Dash Moran Dash one. Uh, and yeah, I, I agree though. I, I get on the same page. Y- you know, you guys, you're a married couple. You can have a little bit of a difficult conversation if you got it, but, but, be be kind about it. Don't make him feel bad about making less money than than you. Totally. Like hopefully he's yeah, honest, that's he's gonna move. come up too. Yeah. And you guys can both ball out. But like And if there's if there's plans for the future, if you guys hadn't had your big wedding yet, haven't had your big honeymoon, or right. haven't had your first child, which you haven't spoken about, right. those are like three things that you can have that you can even bring up into the conversation. Like, look, babe, if we're gonna want to do X, we have to save up X. Yeah. So that's that's also something to to think about. Cause I think that when you have something in the future that you are actually looking to save money for, the conversation will become a lot easier. Right. Right. Yeah. Totally. Like you totally. want to save for your child's college fund. That's a gr- great excuse. You want to send your kid to private school. Perfect. Great excuse. You want to feed your kid. Yeah. I don't know. Caviar. Whatever. Whatever it is. You want to. There quit can always be a good tomorrow. subject. That's also true. Yeah. Or Mark, if you're like, or you want to tell Mark. I I know you want to quit your job, honey, but like if we're going to have you quit your job, we have to be putting a certain amount of money to the side. Also with this pandemic, whoa, this might be the best excuse. With this pandemic and people losing so many jobs a year ago, who knows what can happen in the world tomorrow? You yeah. know what I mean, Peter? Yeah, there are reasons that you can definitely pitch them on. But I mean, the great news is, and keep this perspective because it'll keep you happy, is you guys got into this relationship and combined finances when combined you're making a lot less money a year ago and now you're making a lot more. And that's awesome. Right. Congrats on that. Absolutely. Keep that in mind. Get on the same page and, you know, till death do you part tomorrow. <laughs> Absolutely. Peter, 121, man. Quite the journey. All right. We will see you guys and next time. And goodbye. Thanks for tuning in to the Ted Jones World Podcast with Peter Moran. Don't forget to rate, comment, subscribe. We've got new episodes dropping every Monday, Thursday, Saturday at 12 a.m. Follow us on TikTok, Ted Jones World Podcast. Hell Hell yeah. yeah.